Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analyzing, and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world. We dig into the fertile memory of our lives and turn over the soil of our past experiences to promote growth and understanding. And we hope, of course, that out of the dirt and muck we are planted in, that green shoots of new life will come. A new life rooted in the past, but stretching out towards the light. Within the natural world in which we live, we are spoilt with such wonderful metaphors, like this agricultural image that I've presented to you, that we can use to unlock deeper understanding. So it shouldn't come as any surprise that Lit Poetry this week is turning to one particular poet who was a master of making use of common, everyday metaphors. Welcome to the Lit Poetry Podcast Season 2, and our discussion today of the poem Digging by the Irish poet Seamus Heaney. The poem you are about to hear is read to you by the wonderful Simon Jackson. Digging by Seamus Heaney Between my finger and my thumb The squat pen rests, snug as a gun Under my window a clean rasping sound When the spade sinks into gravelly ground My father digging, I look down Till his straining rump among the flower beds Bends low, comes up twenty years away stooping in rhythm through potato drills where he was digging. The coarse boot nestled on the lug. The shaft against the inside knee was levered firmly. He rooted out tall tops buried the bright edge deep to scatter new potatoes that we picked, loving their cool hardness in our hands. By God, the old man could handle a spade, just like his old man. My grandfather cut more turf in a day than any other man on Toner's bog. Once I carried him milk in a bottle, corked sloppily with paper. He straightened up to drink it, then fell to right away, nicking and slicing neatly, heaving sods over his shoulder going down and down for the good turf, digging. The cold smell of potato mold, the squelch and slap of soggy peat, the curt cuts of an edge through living roots awaken in my head. But I've no spade to follow men like them. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests. I'll dig with it.
Seamus Heaney was born and raised in Northern Ireland. Growing up in a Catholic household and living through the historical period known as the Troubles, a period stretching from the late 1960s to the Good Friday Agreement of 1998, a conflict involving Republican and Loyalist paramilitary groups. Despite this ongoing conflict, Heaney generally resisted writing political poems throughout his career, focusing instead on simple aspects of daily life. Heaney is noted for his great perception of the inherent beauty of local environments and was a master of observation. Next to W.B. Yeats, Heaney is perhaps Ireland's best known and most loved poet. Influenced by poets like Ted Hughes and Robert Frost, Heaney's poetry was acknowledged in 1995 when he was awarded literature's highest honour, the Nobel Prize, for works of lyrical beauty and ethical depth, which exalt everyday miracles and the living past. The poem Digging is the opening poem of Heaney's first published collection of poems, Death of a Naturalist, which is firmly rooted in Heaney's experiences of rural life. As the opening poem of this collection, Digging is both an invocation and a manifesto that heralds the start of his journey as a working poet. As an invocation, Digging calls on the spirits of his ancestors for inspiration, much as ancient classical writers would call on heavenly muses for help. The muses here being his father and grandfather who inspire him by their honesty, artistry, prowess and hard work. As a manifesto or mission statement, on the other hand, it becomes clear that these virtues that Heaney admired in his father and grandfather are placed at the centre of the kind of writer and poet Heaney wanted to become as he embarked upon his writing career. Now, in terms of this particular poem's form, digging doesn't really follow a conventional one. Rather, its eight stanzas differ in length, some short, some medium, others long. The initial impact of this is visual, taking into account the poem's main metaphorical idea that writing is a kind of labour like digging. We can interpret the chunks of text on the page as representing the clods of earth turned over by a spade. Like clods of earth, the stanzas are made out of the same fertile material language being scooped out of the page in different sizes. The enjambment of about half the lines in the poem are also a noticeable feature, and for good reason. Just think about it. This constant enjambment, where there is no natural pauses at the end of at least half the lines, when combined with the poem's use of irregular end-stopped lines, helps to create a stop-start effect that actually mimics the physical effort required to dig in a garden. Some lines flow into the next line while others stop still, reflecting the skilled application of digging through layers of dirt, punctuated here and there by pauses that reflect the digger stopping his hard labour to collect his breath before continuing. The enjambment urges the reader's eyes down the page for the continuation of the poem, and downwards, of course, is the direction of digging.
So I want to do something a little different in this podcast. And rather than discuss the poem's themes, I want to do a more traditional line-by-line analysis where I read out a few lines of the poem and then discuss them. So here we go. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests, snug as a gun. The poem opens with an image of the poet himself hovering over the page. The pen rests between his fingers, snug as a gun. This odd simile finishes with a dramatic pause at the end of the line. It is therefore an image that Heaney wants the reader to dwell upon. Guns, of course, are carefully designed to fit the contours of the hand, and their use, it goes without saying, can have powerful and devastating consequences. In this way, the simile reminds the reader of the old adage, the pen is mightier than the sword. Here, Heaney might be suggesting that the writer has serious responsibilities. After all, written words can have a great destructive power, too often being used in our world to obfuscate the truth, prop up powerful agendas or promote unhealthy egotism. As such, Heaney can see the potential temptations and problems his chosen career presents, and he therefore looks to the dignity of his father's work and his humble use of tools as a corrective to the journey ahead of him. His forebears will be his guide. These two lines represent a moment of stillness before activity, suggesting that what happens next is partly a meditation on the act of writing itself. Overall, these two opening lines point to the close relationship between workers and their craft. These lines are packed full of alliteration, consonance and assonance, as though every syllable has been carefully selected by a master craftsman. Just listen to the way the sounds seem to fit one another, especially in letters like the N's, the S's, the G's and the U's. These letters seem to echo the snug fit of pen in hand. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests, snug as a gun. Under my window a clean, rasping sound, when spade sinks into gravelly ground, my father digging, I look down. The speaker of the poem in the second stanza recognises the sound of his father gardening outside his window, and from here the speaker embarks on a journey into the past. Heaney's tendency to farm language for meaningful consonants alliteration and assonance becomes the poet's own way of digging and turning over the fertile soil of language. For example, the alliterations in spade sinks and gravelly ground and digging all the way to the word down focus attention on the construction of language itself, shining a light on the work and effort that goes into writing a composition. It's also important to acknowledge the use of viewpoint here. The speaker gazes down at his father through the window, a similar vantage point to one the father has over the ground he is working. 
To achieve their aims, both men look down on the area where they focus their labour and dig. But there's one more character also doing work here. You, the reader. Indeed, the work of looking down on the page to comprehend and interpret the poet's world is a kind of work itself that can foster personal growth. Till his straining rump among the flower beds bends low, comes up twenty years away, stooping in rhythm through potato drills where he was digging. Two moments in time phase into one another in stanza two. The poem's present is the first phase, with his father digging among the flower beds, followed by his father standing up straight as a younger man, twenty years away, digging potato drills, and a drill is a small part of land that has been dug for planting crops. What emerges from these memories is a glowing endorsement of his father's prowess, grit, and the willingness to see his work through to its conclusion. The consonance in this stanza, however, is rawer than earlier in the poem, as witnessed in the T, S, R and M sounds. The percussive effect of these sounds conveys the deep, rooty and earthy effort of the father's work. It's also worth noting the poem's highly effective use of the full stop here, which again reflects somebody digging in a field, but then stopping to lean on their spade to catch their breath. In fact, there are three other places in the poem in which the word digging is followed by a full stop. Also, note the assonance in the Ooh sounds, the double O sounds that appear in line 8, in stooping in rhythm through. The same sound then echoes throughout the next stanza in the word boot, rooted, to, new, and the word cool. This assonance of vowel sounds assists the reader to feel at once regular, smooth, and meditative thereby mimicking the rhythmical nature of the speaker's father's labouring, which continues on into the next stanza. The coarse boot nestled on the lug. The shaft against his inside knee was levered firmly. He rooted out tall tops, buried the bright edge deep to scatter new potatoes that we picked, loving their cool hardness in our hands. In this section, the speaker recalls a childhood memory. This recollection is captured in meticulous detail. The scene illustrates how the good and dignified work of digging is not as easy as it might seem, rather this work takes genuine prowess. The speaker elevates his father's labour to the level of artistry, honouring its earnestness, physicality and of course value. 
There is something quite sensuous and tactile about this stanza. Here the speaker explains how he and his family would pick the potatoes, loving their cool hardness in our hands. The potatoes are cool because they have been preserved deep in the ground until they are unearthed. In a way, this love explores the close connection between the Irish and the land on which they live. This homage towards his father's prowess and work ethic also plays out through the careful selection of language in this section. The lug, the top part of the spade where you place your foot before you push down, and the shaft, the long part of the spade, and the tall tops, the top parts of the potatoes, are all names that are precise and carefully chosen. The effort to find the exact right words mirrors the precise physical effort that the father uses in cultivation, and this is further emphasised in this stanza by the precise and deliberate alliteration, consonants, and assonance that runs through this stanza in the T's, B's, O's, H's, and L's. By God, the old man could handle a spade, just like his old man. My grandfather cut more turf in a day than any other man on Toner's bog. Just like a spade digging deeper and deeper into the earth, the poem goes deeper into the speaker's memory. By God is an intensifying phrase that signals the level of the speaker's reverence for his father. Once again, the end-stopped line after old man hints at the speaker himself taking a moment to wipe the sweat from his brow before continuing. The assonance in the lines are important too. The use of A sounds mirrors just how in sync the speaker's father is at handling a spade. By God, the old man could handle a spade. Hear the A sounds there? After the end stop, the poem digs deeper into the speaker's past, now looking at the next layer of the speaker's family, the speaker's grandfather, who was adept at wielding a spade too. Digging, then, is a kind of tradition that the speaker inherits. While the speaker's father worked the land to cultivate potatoes, the speaker remembers his grandfather cutting turf. Turf is a kind of peat, found widely in Irish bogs, and used as fuel for fire. Turf, like the humble potato, is an important part of Irish history and culture. The use of the word toners gives the memory a specific location, drawing the reader into the poem's rich world and gently reinforcing the idea of tradition passed down from one family member to another. Once I carried him milk in a bottle, corked sloppily with paper. He straightened up to drink it, then fell to right away, nicking, slicing neatly. 
heaving sods over his shoulder, going down and down for the good turf, digging. Stanza 6 examines Heaney's memory of his grandfather when Heaney was a child, given the task of taking him milk. The milk in the bottle he carried was kept in place by a crumpled piece of paper. The assonance and consonance in these lines, again, is vivid and noteworthy. The many K, L, P and short I sounds seem to spill out from the page, invoking the image of milk splashing all over the place as it's carried by the clumsy hands of a child. Hear it in this line, cork sloppily with paper. The rest of this section recounts how the speaker's grandfather responded. Rather than taking an extended break, he gulps down the sustenance and returns to the task at hand. The enjambment between these lines with one line flowing into the next, suggests continuous effort. The description of the nicking and slicing, beautifully invoking an onomatopoeic soundscape of words that echo the actual sounds they describe. cold smell of potato mould, the squelch and slap of soggy peat, the curt cuts of an edge through living roots awaken in my head, but I have no spade to follow men like them. This stanza goes beyond just alliteration, consonants and assonance and leans heavily on the brilliant use of onomatopoeia in a quest to bring the digging truly to life. The words squelch, slap, soggy, curt cuts, are evidence of language's capacity to figuratively recreate events they describe through the sounds they make, and thereby bring the written descriptions audibly and viscerally to life. For example, take the word squelch, the way the letters squash together, it actually sounds like people stepping across wet muddy earth, squelch, or the word slap with its firm P sound has a physicality that recreates the sound of physical contact. Slap. And the phrase curt cuts has short, tight sounds that cut off airflow in the mouth to mimic the sound of metal slicing through wet earth. The power of language here establishes roots in Heaney's head and awakens his desire and ability to recreate the world of his past through poetry and to honour it. As the speaker admits in line 28, He is in a sense breaking with tradition because he has no spade to follow men like them. He's of a new generation that is now academically inclined. Yet while he can't follow his forebears into exactly the same kind of work, he can embody the values that they represent. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests, I'll dig with it, 
The final stanza returns the poem to the present. As with the beginning, the reader is given an image of the speaker hovering over the page, pen in hand, thinking about what he will write. It's important that the poem ends here in the future tense, the speaker making a sincere commitment to his work, writing, I'll dig with it. That is, he will work hard at it, over and over, without complaint, inspired by what he has learnt from his ancestors. And remember, this is the first poem that sets up his whole career as a poet. Heaney resolves to embody the values of his inherited rural tradition, hard work, grit, concentration, persistence and prowess. Moreover, he seeks to replicate the unpretentious dignity of the working class spirit of his forebears. Instead of working the land, however, and growing produce to feed the body, Heaney aims to cultivate language and to produce poems capable of feeding the soul. So that brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's poem, and I would really encourage you to check out more of Seamus Heaney's fantastic work. I'll see you next time. Digging by Seamus Heaney Between my finger and my thumb The squat pen rests, snug as a gun Under my window, a clean rasping sound When the spade sinks into gravelly ground My father digging, I look down Till his straining rump among the flower beds Bends low, comes up twenty years away Stooping in rhythm through potato drills Where he was digging The coarse boot nestled on the lug The shaft against the inside knee Was levered firmly He rooted out tall tops Buried the bright edge deep To scatter new potatoes that we picked Loving their cool hardness in our hands By God the old man could handle a spade Just like his old man My grandfather cut more turf in a day than any other man on Toner's bog. Once I carried him milk in a bottle, corked sloppily with paper. He straightened up to drink it, then fell to right away, nicking and slicing neatly, heaving sods over his shoulder going down and down for the good turf, digging. The cold smell of potato mould, the squelch and slap of soggy peat, the curt cuts of an edge through living roots awaken in my head. But I've no spade to follow men like them. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests. I'll dig with it. You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast, presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website 
at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.